0: I also during COVID launched um, Jalla Jalla, which is um, we have two flavors of chocolate and as of now have um, another two flavors of vegan and a dark. So within that space of not even a year, I've
1: um, developed it into four flavors now and it's still Hopefully growing a lot stronger. It's NADOC Week and I'm pretty excited about that. I've seen some great Nadoc Week stuff around. A lot of people sharing Aboriginal owned businesses and accounts that they love to follow on social media. And cool things like Channel Ten putting the Aboriginal place names up on the weather map, which I thought was really great. It's just symbolic, but I think symbolism is is really important. It's part of changing the conversations around how um Australia deals with First Nations issues and um, yeah I think it's it's really good. So today I'm really excited to be speaking to Aboriginal business owner Sharon Brindley. She is a Yamachi Nunga woman and she runs a business on Boonaurong country on the Mornington Peninsula. Sharon welcome to Dirty Linen. Hello how are you Denny? I'm really good. Um, now I reckon you're having a better NADOC week this year than you did last year, hey?
0: <laughs> oh, hundred percent better. Yes. Um it was it was very devastating last year.
1: Tell and me the week
0: week this year.
1: Oh, yeah. It's hmm. um yeah, reconciliation week was a bust. Uh, yes. It's been really tough. But tell us, tell people who might not know much about NADOC Week, what it is and what it means to you. Okay.
0: Um, firstly, I would just like to do a little acknowledgement. Um, I'd just like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands that you and I are talking on today, and pay my respects to um, all the elders, both past, present, and all the emerging young little deadly ones. So <laughs> yeah, but um, thank you. Yeah, no worries at all. So um, I think that's really important that was um, that we, we do do the acknowledgement. And um, with NAIDOC week, I think it, it ties in perfectly with Hill Country because um, doing the acknowledgement means that we're, we're acknowledging the country of which we're on and we all should be so privileged to be on this beautiful place that we call Australia. So we need to appreciate it and look after it a lot more. And so, yeah, it ties in well with this year's NAIDOC week.
1: Yeah, well, so the theme of Naidoc Week this year is heal country, as you say. Like, what's what does that mean to you? What is what's the resonance of that?
0: Um, To me, it it grounds me. It brings me back to, to um, yeah, it just it just grounds me and brings me back to who I am and what I'm here for, and and my elders and what they did, and um, and what we're doing going forward, like um we really do need to listen to that hill country and, and pay attention. When you look around at the, uh, uh, there's two, we're at a path, we're at a crossroad now where we can go one way or the other. And we really need to heal country. I mean, uh, Mother Earth is sick. We really need to heal it to make everything better in the world Um, with the pollution, with everything. It's just crying out for help and, you can either acknowledge that and, and start, you know, every little person can make such a big difference or we can ignore it and it's just going to get worse and worse. So considering we've been looking after it for over 60,000 years, um, it's very sad of, of where it's where it's going now. So hopefully this is a big wake-up call for everybody um, to be able to focus on just giving back to Mother Earth and looking after it a little bit better.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, truer words have never been spoken. That's so true. I also feel like when I, you know, saw that the theme was Heal Country, I felt that as a challenge to myself, you know, what what can I as a white person do uh, to, I, I don't know, to just, yeah, make the terrible state of, you know what's happened um since invasion uh what can I do you know what is it on me to do to try to create change and um yeah work towards a better future for uh, for Australians you know yeah uh, yeah. I think um you do a wonderful
0: job like um personally I, I honestly think you do and there are so many um allies out there that are really making that difference and um, I suppose from that perspective, it's it's um, acknowledging maybe um, the traditional elders in the country that you're on, knowing the country that you're actually on, the Indigenous names of the country that you're on, um, having and hearing about stories um, of, of past ancestors that were on that country that you're on, and, and that will help you feel more connected. Getting out on country more, going out bush, going for walks, getting out in the fresh air, and, and when you're out there, just... Thinking and acknowledging, like the people past, the people before you that were on that country, and how it looked and what they
1: did, and and just that's that's something we can all do and be passionate about and be proud about. Mm. I guess another symbolic thing that Australia Post has done is that you can now address your uh, post and parcels uh, using the Aboriginal place names. Which again, it's you know, it's it's not substantive change, but I think when you when you get acknowledge and realize and really feel it in your bones that you're on a country you know that's not just melbourne it's not australia you know that's not that's not where we are we're you know these these places had names tens of thousands of years ago and just i suppose you can't help but be humbled by that realization when you really let it let it seep in yeah exactly
0: and and that's that's an awesome It took the lady um, I've forgotten her name I'm not really great with names but it took her a couple of years to um win that battle so it was pretty amazing for you know for herself and for all us mob to be able to to um acknowledge that and see that and I saw channel 10 I think it was channel 10 I'm pretty sure um when they did the weather they did them all in country as well Um, yeah which was pretty amazing so it's it's great to see and um uh, from my point of view, nothing makes my heart sing more when you're going to all the places. Like I even went to Bunnings this morning and was taking photos of like their their, their setup and and their acknowledgement, for, you know, for NAIDOC Week, and um, it, it makes me very happy. But at the same time, I hope it's not just a tokenistic for the week. I I want it to be not that I you know they have to present that all the time, but you know I don't want it forgotten because NAIDOC Week is every week for us um and so to to make it so we acknowledge that it's this week but then continue it on into the future
1: yeah I couldn't agree more I think it's it, I, I almost have mixed feelings about getting you on in NADOC week I mean we've been chatting about having you on the podcast for months anyway <laughs> oh, but, um, yes I talk to you all the time <laughs> yeah but it's like uh, of course I want to acknowledge NADOC week but I also have this feeling like well does that just seem really token it's like oh you know um it, but yeah, I don't know. I guess it doesn't no, seem like the wrong thing to do, anyway. <laughs> no, it's a
0: it's a conversation piece, and and so it's st- it's still very important and very valid, um, and like all the catering that I uh, you know like now yay we can cater again, um, that i had been doing throughout this all, um, throughout this week, last week, and the next because not everyone can get it through NADOC week, but um, it's it's opening their eyes to um other. Other avenues within their business structure as well. That I'm not just your tokenistic get you in within that space. But h- hey, like I do great catering, you know, get me on board or um, other other Indigenous businesses that they're dealing with. It's like hey, these, these are actually a really great business. We're going to keep them. And so um, I know myself personally, I have gained a lot of work um, from just starting out with that conversation of a NADOC week, like you know, three or four years ago um, getting a job and I've still catered for them today, you know, and not just those occasions, but like longevity catering. And so that it's, it's allowing them to step outside their comfort zone in, in that week and then continue on that relationship after that week.
1: Yeah. I love it. Well, Sharon, we haven't even like introduced you properly and said what you do and what your businesses are. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) You want to take us through it.
0: Um, well, I have a few businesses, so I do have Cooey um, Cafe down on the Mornington Peninsula, the lovely peninsula, which um, yeah is beautiful down here. It's um, I, can you hear the birds in the background? I sure can. You can. Yeah, that, that's my um, yes, that's my um, king parrot letting me know it wants a feed. Actually, <laughs> love it. Um, but yes, yeah, so I have Cooey Cafe down here on the peninsula, and we do um. We do do catering, obviously, as I've spoken about. So I'm off to the city um, most days for catering, which is great. Uh, and then I also um, September gone in during COVID launched um, Jala Jala, which is um, we have two flavors of chocolate, and as of now have um, another two flavors of vegan and a dark. So amazing. Um, Yeah. So within that space of not even a year, I've um, developed it into four flavors now and still hopefully growing a lot stronger. So, um,
1: yeah. That's so great. Well, tell us about the, um, I guess, the native element with Jalla Jalla treats. Well, Jalla Jalla
0: in my language means very good or good or very good. Um, And the turtle, which is my family totem. So um, I made sure that they were directly on the pack and, I'm very proud of that fact as well. So um, I want to take Jolla Jolla around the world and showcase um, all us mob um, and seeing language, um, you know, in another country um, would be absolutely amazing. Just throughout Australia is amazing enough, but um, for to, to get it around the world would be just incredible. Um, but we use, um, well, for example, we have the, what, two white chocolates at a moment. So we have a Davidson plum white chocolate and a lemon myrtle white chocolate. And, um, they're absolutely divine, and um we do sell loads of them and are getting um great reports, so I'm very, very happy and proud about that. Um Also, the next two flavors we've just brought out are a vegan wattle seed and a milk chocolate and a dark um oh, what's my dark? I should know. a mental blank. What is your
1: dark? It's, yeah, uh, I just fully had a
0: mental blank. <laughs>
1: my own chocolate. <laughs> okay, watch this space. It's I'm sure it's amazing. It'll come to you. <laughs> It'll come to me.
0: But um, the, when I first went into um, developing the the um, chocolates, um, a thing I already knew, but I I, I soon learnt. A lot quicker as well about the um, the lack of um, indigenous um, indigenous peoples growing native product, um, which saddens me. Um, so part of of doing uh, of doing these products and and developing Jala Jala as I hope to grow into a large business um, over the coming years is to um, help help grow Indigenous businesses in that space of being able to grow product. Um, it's it's sitting around the 2 3%, which is just so sad. Um, and so we're hoping to get that uh, – well, I'm hoping to work to help, and there's plenty of people, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people, helping to um, grow Indigenous people in that space, of getting that to at least 30%. So um, – I mean we've we've had these lands for you know for thousands of years and and had like full ownership of the lands and then when they you know they're taken and then even when you know mob went to war they came back and I was talking to my uncle um, actually on my husband's side, so a non-Indigenous man, and he was telling me the, the horrors of when they went to war and he had um, quite a few Indigenous people alongside him and when they came back, how they were not given land, even though my uncle was, and it said they at saddened them and they tried to, like, share their land and they were told if they did that, they weren't entitled to the land either. So oh, from so way bad. back, yeah, from way back then, we, we were never never entitled to those same privileges of a white person. And so therefore it's through those generations, it's it's been a lot harder to then recoup. So um, we're fighting a battle, an uphill battle now, but we're slowly, slowly getting there. And hey, I, su- I support small business like all the way every day, but this is one of those things that I'm really passionate about trying to su- support Indigenous business and trying to establish places for us to be able to grow our own product.
1: Yeah, well, I think there are so many ways to find out which businesses are Aboriginal owned and then to in turn support them. So uh, Kinaway is a really good resource where you can find Aboriginal owned businesses in every kind of arena. Like, you know, you can find food businesses, you can find a plumber, you can find, you know, every every type of industry Uh, and then there are great or something that I really love and I know that you've been involved with this as well is Kayla Cartlidge's Our Dilly Bag where I subscribe to that and every month you get sent a little pack and it's got products from Aboriginal owned businesses which I suppose in the same way that you've talked about your catering it doesn't only give you something nice for that month it might be a book it might be some lip balm it might be some tea it might be you know and she also does really great booklets and sort of resources talking about. Things like Australia Day, and you know, or whatever it might be, um, but yeah, it introduces you to those business so, businesses so that you can continue to support them. Um, actually, well, funnily enough, um, down here on the Mornington Peninsula,
0: um, there are a few of us small businesses, and I'm just going to give a shout out to a couple that we're actually we're actually looking at helping to grow each other, um, you know, uh, and to withstand. Um, the pressures of normal everyday business. So we're forming an Indigenous um, business hub down here as a collective to be able to look at showcasing and, and doing a lot more on the, the, the um, school level and on the corporate level. So I just wanted to do a quick shout-out to um, Living Culture, which is a great business. We've, we have got our dilly bag, uh, our song lines, which is Kayla, um, Balak Arts and Captify and we're we've formed a um a business hub which we are talking to our local indigenous chamber about um trying to trying to really grow that space and and empower small businesses small indigenous businesses so we have a like um i suppose a, a depot where okay. we can come and it's like it's our space um certainly no cultural center or anything like that, but it's about a collective of businesses. Um, yeah, coming together and just empowering each other. So we're really, like yesterday I was out at Balak's um, 10th birthday celebration and um, it was incredible being there and and doing it alongside Living Culture. So it tied in with three things that we did. So we just sort of help each other and shout out to each other on a regular basis. And I think that's, that's just how we operate as Indigenous peoples,
1: just really helping each other, just leverage so um mm, that's so good i think you know a lot of people in big cities kind of feel like um aboriginal culture is somewhere else you know that you need to go somewhere else but as as you, as as the welcome to country or acknowledgement of country reinforces it's like it's all aboriginal country and there is aboriginal culture everywhere um and yeah i just feel like it's like I feel like it's my personal responsibility to try to connect with that as much as I can and to yeah continue to um, educate myself as much as possible Uh, so yeah thank you so much for um, yeah helping me and doing putting what you're putting out there so that other people can connect to um yeah the oldest living culture in the world well thank you for giving me a platform to be able to do so i mean
0: hopefully watch this space um on our indigenous our indigenous hub um we're looking at doing camps down here um so there'll be like a, a full coordinated camps down here f- um, for people to come down and have those experiences and we get, you get to go out on country you get to try all the bush, bush foods you get weaving you get the way up. Yeah. It's going to be, um, it's going to be amazing. So watch this space for that down here on the
1: peninsula. Oh, I'm so there, but I need to know what's way up.
0: Oh, um, that's the indigenous um, yoga. Really? Yeah. So um, I'm surprised you're not onto that one, Danny, but I'm, um, I'm I haven't um, dabbled in it yet either. I should because I need to do yoga to, um, to help me relax because I swear I have ADHD, but um yeah it's it's definitely beautiful and Kay, uh, kayla does that she studied that one so it's another thing that she does so yeah so but we want to try and incorporate this and so through our own way sort of
1: like educating through experience so yeah sharon i'd love to hear more about your background and what's brought you to be there on the peninsula doing what you're doing can you um tell us about Your heritage and, uh, yeah, what's brought you over to Victoria?
0: Um, I was born over here, actually. I was born on Wathorong country, so um, over in Geelong. Um, But, yeah, so my nan um, was in the Stolen Generation as her mother and mother before her, so my great-grandmother and my great-great-grandmother. Um, my nan was in um, Sister Kate's, um, sadly, and her mother and grandmother were from New Norcia. were put in the New Norcia missions. So um, my nan was in the obviously in the breed the blackout era. So um, if you've ever watched Rabbit Proof Fence and they show Mister Neville, Mister Neville was the one yeah. decided on where people went. My nan was then um yeah told to go into sister kate so but um what sister kate's was that like a sister children's kate home is, yeah yes it was they were all horrific um if you ask any mob about their ancestors and going into those places um they were all separated nan was one of five and they were they were separated i know one of um my nan's sisters was um taken over to adelaide while the rest were over in the west um so they they rekindled as they got older but um the one that was over in Adelaide, it was um, sadly had lost a lot of that connection being, you know, so far away and so things didn't pan out as well. But um, when um, Nan, Nan also went on to have eight children, um, my mum being the oldest of eight. And so um, she was over in Kalgoorlie and Leonora when I was um, very young or when I was born. Nan mum was over here, but we went over the west Um every holidays any chance we could get mum was over there from even before i went to school we we're over there a lot um so nan would um take us all out bush and so um looking back on it like they were they were the best best times of, of my life like going out and just being out on country and learning but not knowing you're learning like looking for body grubs or witchetty grubs and um you know calling everyone auntie i always had like um uh, like I'd be saying to and then I'm my auntie, and she's like, yeah, they're your auntie, you know, and but I always had that little feist in me, and then it wasn't two years later I learned why I had to call everyone Auntie, and you know that whole respect, which is which is absolutely amazing, and i am glad and and proud to to have that in my culture that we do that and show respect to our elders. Um, and then sadly, though, when I was eleven, um, my mum was um killed in a car accident. And so um, things drastically changed for me and um, Nan moved back over here. We had a lot of lost connection with um, my mum's obviously was the Indigenous side and there was a lot of lost connection just through traumas of um, my mum's death. She was like the the ringleader, I suppose you could say. So um, I did go down a bad path. Um, I discovered alcohol at 14 because it took away all my pain. Um, I didn't cope well. My mum was like, my best friend. Um, I did counseling for, you know, years later and they decided to describe your childhood. And I said, skipping, like it was just, I had the best childhood. Like we were, we'd be out on country all the time. And so where I came up with koo even though it's not my language, was you'd be out there and you'd, it'd be dinner time and you'd just hear koo like my dad yelling out, you know, to come back for dinner. And so it was something that definitely brought me back to my childhood. And so, um, after doing everything backwards, um, shouldn't say backwards I had three kids and now I'm lucky and fortunate enough to have three grandkids but I had my first at 17 um so he's now um 30 so if that shows my age (laughs) but um yeah like I've got a nine-year-old granddaughter now and a seven-month-old and a four-month-old um granddaughter and grandson wow so yeah,
1: one of those spunky young grandmas.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, like um, being being such a young mum, it was it was tough, but I think it was in my genes. After losing mum, both my sisters, I have two younger sisters, so it was already in me to look after you know family. But it was, um, I wouldn't say it was the wisest choice I made, but I would, I don't regret it for a second. I love my family. But then, um, through all my angst and anxieties um, from all the issues of losing mum, not being out on country a lot, disconnection with family, um, it took me years to to find the self confidence within myself um, to be able to. Um, to do anything of of my passion of what I wanted to do and that was always to cook with food because that's what I learned being out with Nan how to cook anything um out in the bush so um it wasn't until I met my husband who I'm now 15 years with um who had that confidence in me for me to be able to um thrive I guess and so we got a little takeaway Shaz's takeaway and I got the confidence to work, you know, and serve people, and um, and just learn my skills and learn how much I actually love being around people and how it really like helps connect me. That um, then we went into Kui which then I started bringing all my culture in because I felt comfortable and confident to start bringing that into it and, and proud within myself. And I was healing myself just through my own journey. Um, but I could not have done it without my husband. And now it's through doing that. There's been a lot of reconnections with my, um, my family. There was no fault of anyone's it just, you know, things just did what they did. But so now I, like I, I ring my aunties all the time and, you know, for recipes and, um, paintings or questions. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm at the age of ripe old age of 47 and I've probably never been happier to be honest.
1: Wow. I mean, it's, yeah, you showed such determination and strength of character to, yeah, to get through what you've got through and to create what you've created. I just can't help but think of your nan who was um, stolen and then, you know, must have had a really full on journey of her own to reconnect with country and, and those traditions yeah um
0: uh as a lot of um elders i mean we have our files on nan like um which are horrific to read through um you know like um she was taken when she was two so um there was a, and obviously they weren't allowed to uh use language there was a lot of lost culture so um nan nan is oh, i don't remember mum a lot i don't i don't know why i think i've blocked a lot of memories sadly but I I do remember nan being one of the most powerful women that I knew and I never knew why because uh, sadly because of all the horrificness that happened to her she didn't share any of that with us grandkids you know and so um um it wasn't till after her passing that I knew a lot more um in the way of um reading through all her files because we got to um all her um government documents um so my aunties knew a lot more than I did, but it was it, I think that's what made her such a strong, powerful woman. Like she was constantly running away, um, to the point where she knew the bush that well that she they would send Nan out to find trackers when they'd get lost in the bush because <laughs> oh she was God. just so good at it. And so I know where I got my my um, the fire in my belly from. Um, I know where I got my stand up for myself voice from. Um, and, and that helps empower me when I'm having like a, a down day or I'm, you know, not feeling so strong within, especially going through COVID. Um, I'm a hugger as, you know, like I love cuddles and I love that connection of touch. And so it's rocked me a bit. So when I'm feeling down and, you know, I, 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 I think of my mum and my nan and, uh, you see the Eagles, um, Warida in my language or Bunjil for language for here for the Bunurong. Um, and and it always it always resonates with with my family and strength and um, yeah just just keep going you've got this so
1: yeah wow I can I mean I'm sure that the experiences that she had taking you um, onto country and you know cooking with you and all that must have been part of her I guess recovery and healing or at least I hope it was it 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 makes me think of my grandma who was a Holocaust survivor and she. You know, I didn't know much about it when I was little and she died when I was 15, but, you know, we spent quite a lot of time with her and just the uh, the light in her eyes at being around family and I think even, you know, oblivious family like we, me and my brother and sister were, we didn't really know what the darkness was that she was carrying, you know, when we were little. And you just think, well, yeah, just to be able to connect and and have that. That's that victory isn't it that you are together yeah. you are with family, you know there is love there um and yeah whatever whatever has happened it hasn't the light hasn't been wholly extinguished, so I think that's it's really important to yeah it's really important and and, and beautiful,
0: yeah so you've got to just you've got um like similar similar traumas like within your family because it's like um it just it, it breaks some people, and and that that like gets passed down through generations. Those anxieties, those those issues that um, you know, like and, and I think it's things like NADOC Week and and those things where we can have the the discussions about um the past truths. It's we're starting to bring them into schools now. That true history. Of all that, like um, you t- talked to Ben, like um, Sherry. When I was talking to him, and he knew more of from being in New Zealand of Australian history than we were being taught of Australian history, because there was that such like um embarrassment of of like hiding the real truths, and so it would be the same. we all knew about the Holocaust, but you know what I mean, like that that feelings that that you have, um, they're just horrific, and of how people can do things to people you know it just rocks me how you could do, i couldn't even do the things that, that they do to people that to an animal you know any living thing and it's just it really does rock me sometimes but i think the way to heal and get past that is is to talk about it more is and it's happening now with social media and other forms of education um people are starting to realize and really acknowledge the past and that's what's going to help heal the future
1: it really is. So, Sharon, what next? Like, what are your hopes for your business, and what do you wish people knew about your business and and Aboriginal businesses in general?
0: Um, what next for me is I I did tell you and send you a pic, but so I will mention it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm developing. I'm bringing out a vodka, so that's next on me on my agenda. Awesome. Um, Um, and so it's a flavored, it's got, yes, it's a flavored, I'm working on a desert lime vodka. So I actually, um, like I said, you've picked, I only picked it up this morning. So I'll be taste testing at some point. Um, some of the samples of, of the different grades and hopefully we can get that, um, get that right and get that out. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, on another note on that too, um, Um, I hear like you hear of um, all these I suppose certain people talking about things where we get given so much Um, I can tell you now that um, uh, I'm the complete opposite of that Um, I pay or we pay for everything and as do any indigenous business that I know we don't get handed stuff where people seem to think we do I don't know if that's not the topic you want to talk about but it's it's a it's a topic that we hear about this um um not working for what we have and as you know um like you know we I work really hard for where I am and what I've got and I pay for every single thing that I bring out too so um I just wanted to sort of put that out on air as yeah
1: uh, absolutely <laughs> I don't yeah he works super hard and I mean I don't think if, if they're I mean, lots of businesses of all types have been eligible for grants or, you know, assistance along the way and there's no that I'm not you know, indigenous or non indigenous, I think there's no shame in being assisted. But, you know, I don't think, yeah, there's no, there's no red carpet laid out for Aboriginal businesses or Aboriginal people. That is for bloody sure.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. If anything, we have to work harder because we have to prove ourselves yeah. um, a lot more, which is why we, we tend to band together and help each other to grow. Because once you see how we work and how we operate, you 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 generally love us and and keep supporting us and um and and that's that's the important thing here so I just wanted to put that out that we all work damn hard. I do not know one indigenous business that that doesn't like we're all working so hard and we're all shouting out for each other as well so um that's me on on the um on the front at the moment bringing out the two new flavors and working on my vodka um and when I say working on that and as I said about money that's one of the things where I've got to save for because you um, I'd been saving for a little bit now, so it's not too far off that I'll be able to bring that out. I hope. Um, um, on another thing, I'd love to, I suppose, talk about. Like I spoke about a few Indigenous businesses that um, I plan on doing things with in in that hub space, which is absolutely incredible. But um, yeah, there's there's so many. There's um buy buy black. If you look up buy black, um, they or um, they have. Um, a whole list of different indige- Indigenous businesses that you can support. Um, I, at Kui, if you look on Kui's um, webpage upstairs, they're all Indigenous businesses. Um, if you go into, if you're looking for an Indigenous business and, and you're unsure on whether it is, always look on their about, in their um, webpage, in their about. It, any in- Indigenous business will um, say where they're from, where their mob's from and who they are. And that's how you you'll know the leg- legitimacy of um, their business, so that's um, a nice, easy way to reassure yourself that you're supporting the right people.:
1: Yeah I do find it surprising that uh, even now, and you'd think there'd be a lot of awareness that some people who are selling um, indigenous ingredients uh, you know don't even engage with the idea of, of um, yeah the origin and the owners of those ingredients.
0: Yeah, no I 100% agree. Um I have um spoken to a few businesses about, you know, trying to work with them on on different products and you know and leveraging myself on that collaboration, but um them not wanting a bar of me because they wanted to bring out their own their own non-indigenous versions and it's like okay, you do your thing and 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 I'll do mine. I'll find the right person, you know, that I can do that with. So from that point of view, um it do, it does make it tough. Um, it really does, and I don't think people understand the actual impacts that it has, or that they have, you know, uh, on on that space. Either. You mean like
1: the like the how bad it makes you ones, feel? Oh, yeah, the yeah. knockoffs.
0: Like even with art, like um, you know the, the Aboriginal art. I'm no artist, but the Aboriginal art um, in that space now, like um, so many people are doing knockoffs like um which they do with everything but it it just breaks my heart because so much work and um like cultural knowledge goes into doing these paintings and then you you see non-indigenous people actually pretending to be an indigenous business to sell their art and it is really gross so um and and it just saddens me that there isn't that protection and so we're it's hard we're learning like those, like about all the IPs. I know I am at the moment learning about all those different processes about protecting our knowledge and protecting what we have. Um, and and it's so important because that's, that's how we give back. Like, you know, like, um, I've recently joined, um, a, a group called, um, Black Duck. And so I'm working with, um, some awesome people in that space. Um, and Duma, um, Uh, cafe over in Bright she's one of the main facilitators of that and it's about educating and training and and helping mob from Northern Territory like get into the workforce that have never you know been off country and had those work experiences um and through a collective of us we're working on helping them and, and to give them the confidence the knowledge the the actual like um physical working like to get to get the experiences and and we're um and we're trying to do that, like on a a scale of there's we've got someone in every state, so that we can start facilitating that on a, a sort of a grander scale. So that's something I'm really proud of.
1: Yeah, that's um, super awesome. That's I so good. I also
0: work with um the Koori Academy, so shout out to them. And um that's um mob playing basketball, so it's the kids doing the basketball, which is pretty cool. So that's pretty deadly. I'm going to that um actually into Knox this Sunday, to an Indigenous round.
1: Ah, oh, so good. There's so much, there's so much happening. There's so much positive stuff happening. Um- yeah as well as the tough stuff there is there are so many good stories and yeah Jala Jala is definitely one of those and um yeah I only like my uh pantry cupboard when it's got some Jala Jala chocolate in it (laughs) otherwise I'm not really interested um (laughs) Sharon it's been such an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today um thank you so much for sharing your story your passion your energy I'm just yeah love what you do and yeah it's really an honor to have you on the show thank you thank you so much and thank you you for
0: allowing me to um yeah to speak today and have that platform
1: this is dirty linen and i'm danny Valant. we air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about hearing from different people with unique perspectives we want to hear from you as well if you have something that needs to be said about a topic get in touch so we can include your perspective Contact us at dirty linen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This
0: yes.